Hey guys, so last year I was in so much knee pain and I was introduced to ATG and this from the ground up approach, building from the ground up, working from the ground up. So in order to help my knee, one thing that I found is that I had to build these other areas first before I could address the knee. I mean, I'm still doing knee exercises and targeting the knee, but I think it's a really great way and I want to give this to folks that I'm working with and folks that I've been talking to about their knees is that a great way to approach this and think of this is to kind of get permission to work on the knee. We really have to bulletproof the hell out of everything below the knee. So let's look at those, those areas. First, we got the feet and I want to talk about the shoes that we're wearing. And then we have the back of the leg, which is the calves, the front of the leg, which is the tibialis muscle, call it the tibs. And then we can finally address the knee. So let's get down on the ground and we'll start talking about how we build from the ground up. All right. So when it comes to the feet and shoes, the first thing we want to talk about is what we're wearing. A lot of times when we start running into foot issues or knee issues or what have you, we are told or encouraged to wear thicker shoes with more padding that doesn't let your foot bend at all. This creates a lot of issues and it created a ton for me. And believe me, I've worn all the Nikes and all the different running shoes and played a lot of basketball in these kind of thicker, more protective shoes. But now we're running into some issues because my feet are so weak and so out of touch with kind of what they should be doing naturally. So what are the issues with this type of shoe right here that a lot of us like to go around our daily lives in? One, the toe box comes to a point. And this is even a wide version. I've been, you know, I always buy wide if I can to try to protect the, the pain that I'm having in my feet, but they're just like never wide enough and they always come to a point here. So I'm always getting a lot of pain on that big toe, that kind of bunion area um, that a lot of us have. So we have a tight toe box that gets pointy. We also have a shoe that it, it bends out here at the toe, but there's no flex whatsoever in this, you know, second half area of the shoe. And our feet like to bend. Our feet need that movement to kind of strengthen and, and keep up that mobility. So we want them to bend. And then Lastly, there's so much cushion in this shoe. It's called heel drop. It really should be called toe drop because the heel is higher. It's thicker back here in the back of the shoe. And then as you get down to the front, it gets thinner. The sole gets thinner so that what it does is it push, puts us at a position where our heel is higher off the ground and that messes with our posture. It's not a natural position. So we're constantly going around our day in this position where we're not flat-footed where we really should be oh and by the way i went to the foot doctor and then kind of looking around online and they say get an insert and what an insert does is it goes even thicker in the back now so i'm adding to that thickness even more so and then this i can't even bend this insert it's hard as a rock up in this area here where the arch is where we need to be bending and strengthening and moving so now I put that in there and it's kind of twice as bad. It feels good as hell right when I put it on. It feels like a cloud, but it's just a band-aid and it's not allowing my foot 
to work. So let's talk about another option. I have here a barefoot inspired sneaker. This is by Zero, but you can also look at Vivo for a brand. Uh, there's a couple more, but I've been I've been using these Zeros and I've really liked them so far. So look at the uh, the toe box, nice and wide, and actually it gets wider out at the tip, so our feet, our toes can kind of open up and splay out like they're supposed to naturally, um, instead of getting tight and pointy in the toe. So a nice wide toe box is the first thing. Then we have zero heel drop. So, so from the heel to the toe, totally flat, no change in height. And that gives us really good posture and kind of puts us in that natural position. And then lastly, look, this shoe can kind of bend anywhere, anywhere it wants to. So you're going to feel the ground naturally. Your arch is going to bend. Your foot's going to move in a natural way. The inside of this, it's just the very thinnest of rubber soles. And then you have this tiny insert here, this little waffle insert, would make, which gives us a little bit more cushion um, so that we can have some comfort if we want. You can either choose to leave them in there or remove them. I leave them in there for that extra little bit of comfort. And especially because I've been spending years and years trying to wear thicker shoes and protect my feet. So my feet have gone so long without actually working, strengthening, moving like they're supposed to. So if I just jump into something like this all day, every day, or I go out and try to run or play basketball on something like this and I haven't, then I'm going to run into issues. So we definitely need to address the transition to something like this. So you might want to think about doing a couple hours a day in this and kind of maintaining your old running shoes. Um, and just kind of considering that transition so you don't jump all in. If we're a runner and we've been doing this for years, and then we go to run our 10K and we just think, oh, these are better, and we jump into this, we're going to run into a lot of issues just because our feet aren't strong and ready for that. Um, so we need to kind of bulletproof those feet along the way, but this is kind of one way to, to allow us to do that. So now that we've talked about the shoes and the feet, let's talk about some movements that we can use to bulletproof the lower legs. So because of all the overuse injuries that a lot of us have from moving forward, from playing sports, from just going through so many years of impact of walking forward, moving forward. One thing that we found within the ATG system is this idea of reversing out knee pain, ROKP. And all that really involves is walking backwards. Let's look what that looks like. So when I take a step forward, the first thing it hits is my heel and there's somewhat of a hard impact there. It's kind of an impact and then I transition out to the toes. And if we do that for years and years, or if we play sport and we're constantly moving that forward, forward motion, one thing we can do to recover and to kind of regain strength and protect the joints and the feet and the knees is to start moving backwards. So when we walk backwards, look what happens. My toes touch the ground first. Let me make sure we have good video here. You can see. 
when I step backwards, my toes touch first. And look, I'm already getting a good flex in those toes, which I can't really do in those, those uh, overprotective shoes that I have. So I'm stepping there. I'm in the knees over toes position, which we'll talk about more later. But we're kind of told, don't let your knees go over your toes. But all of our whole entire lives have so many knees over toes positions that we really should strengthen in this position. So I'm in the knees over toes. I got a good flex foot. And then I'm transitioning back. My knee is getting a good short range. It's getting a good bend. And then I'm pushing off with my heel so that I'm lifting my toes off the ground and I'm getting a good little tibialis raise, which we'll talk about in a bit. So backwards walking, I'm just going to start here and move there. And this is really the special sauce to all the other movements. This is something we can do every day because it's low impact, because it's really short range. It's going to create a ton of blood flow and a ton of good things in that knee and in the lower legs. So recommend you do this five minutes a day in order to start bulletproofing. Now, walking backwards is good, but if we want to transition to start adding load to the backward walking, we need to look at something like pulling a fitness sled. And the best way to do that would be on turf in a gym. So wearing a belt and pulling a fitness sled on turf for five minutes a day. The turf is a very nice, smooth surface. So especially for the elderly or people coming back from injury, people that are uh, coming back from surgery, we need a nice smooth surface so that we can carefully take us through this backward movement. If you don't have a gym with turf to pull a fitness sled, or you can't uh, make your own sled or buy your own sled and pull it in your driveway or down your street, which is, which is what I do in the warmer months, there's another option um, using a treadmill. So I'm going to show you that. All right, I'm in the garage. So for whatever reason, you can't pull a fitness sled on turf, your gym doesn't have it, um, or you can't do your backward walking, whether it's getting too cold or your, your yard doesn't work or you can't do it on your street, get yourself a treadmill. Let's talk about it. So I'm going to get on a treadmill. I'm not even going to turn it on. I have a nice pad here <clears throat> to protect so it feels better. Um, along my back and all I'm going to do in the treadmill is just get the conveyor belt moving by pushing away from myself. So I can start with really little steps here. You can see that my knee is barely bending. So this is that really good short range movement that I can do a lot of. I can do this daily, at least five minutes a day. This is going to provide some of that resistance. Every treadmill is different, so some might be really easy and actually gain momentum. Um, I looked at a couple that were doing that, and I didn't want that. I wanted some, some good tension. So try to find one that you actually have to push somewhat hard to make it challenging for yourself. So in this upright stage, I'm not doing as much work. I'm not getting as much flex in the feet. And if I want to work a little bit more, I can reach that toe back a little bit further, get more into that knees over toes position and get a little bit of a better workout. The other thing I can do to make it more challenging is to drop my butt to get into more of that bent knee position. 
but this is now moving into a longer range movement. So you have to be careful if you want to call this a recovery exercise. You want to keep it a little bit more short range. We're doing this daily for blood flow and recovery. Whereas if we make this really hard on ourselves, it's going to be kind of a different exercise. So I go for five minutes a day and then the last minute I try to pick up the pace to really get the belt moving. You can brace yourself on the side if you have handles just for safety. Again, if we're coming back from surgery or injury, we really need to be careful not to tweak anything, doing this with zero pain. But by doing this daily, we're gonna get blood flow to the area and allow us to kind of move into healthier, more bulletproof joints, ways of being. All right, so you got the reverse walking, the backward walking. You got the fitness sled on the turf, or you got the, uh, the treadmill. So those are some good options. Now let's look at strengthening the lower leg. Okay, let's first talk about the calf muscles. So the first exercise we're gonna do is a bent leg calf raise, which is gonna strengthen the hell out of the soleus muscle, which is that deeper lower calf muscle underneath the gastro muscle. So what we're gonna do, starting position, we're gonna be seated and we're gonna bring our heels in closer so that we achieve a good flex in those feet, create a good angle. And then we're gonna go and just push up onto those big toes. So seated, this is gonna make it pretty easy for us. If we wanted to make this harder, we could take some dumbbells, add it to our leg and go from there. This makes it measurable. Once we are able to get through a lot of reps seated and we wanna make it even more challenging, well, now I can stand up, kind of brace myself here for balance, get into that bent leg position, and now really go up onto those toes. The soleus muscle is connected to the Achilles tendon, which has the strongest pull out of any tendon in the body. And obviously we want to be really protected in that tendon, especially if we're getting into athletics. All right, let's talk about the upper calf muscle next. So moving up the leg, getting to that gastro muscle, which is right about here. So in order to really address this muscle, we wanna straighten out those legs. And what I find really useful is a slant board. So I have a slant board here that I made really cheaply. All materials bought at Home Depot. And I'm gonna get on the slant board, get a good flex in those feet and my my knees are locked my knees are straight i'm going to use my hand on the rack just for balance i'm not going to use it for help and then i'm just going to do same thing that i did with those bent leg calf raises i'm going to go up onto that big toe area and i'm going to hold at the top now this strengthens the gastro which is that higher calf muscle and also the FHL muscle, which runs down and across the calf onto the inside of the ankle and then runs all the way out to the big toe. So think about how important that muscle is that comes all the way down the calf to the inner ankle and then all the way out to the big toe. We can address that by using a straight leg calf raise. 
All right. <clears throat> now that we've worked on the calves, we're going to work on the front of the leg, the tibialis muscle. So the tibialis muscle runs down the shin and then connects to the inside of the ankle. So again, we're bulletproofing these muscles, these shock absorbers in the lower leg, but they're connecting into our ankle and our feet. And we're bulletproofing this whole area to carry the rest of our body around. All right, so the tibialis, to make it easier, entry level exercise, we're gonna come back to that seated position, but instead of pulling my heels in, like we did for that seated calf raise, we're gonna push the heels away to create some toe extension here. Then when I'm in that position, heels are out further from the knee. I'm simply gonna lift my toes to the sky, try to achieve that 45 degree angle. And I'm gonna hold at the top for a second and then go down. Now, as soon as I can get, you know, three sets of 20, three sets of 25 in this position, I need to make it more challenging for myself. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go and stand to make this tibialis exercise a little bit more challenging. If I wanna go starting position, I'm gonna make it a little bit more easy. I'm gonna bring my feet in, okay? And just lift the toes there, keeping those knees locked, keeping my butt against the wall. But if I want to get to where it's a little more challenging, I'm going to bring my feet out away from my body. Okay, back in from the garage. So we have started building from the ground up. We talked about the feet and shoes. We talked about the calf muscles, uh, the soleus, the FHL, the gastro. And we talked about the Achilles tendon there. And then we went around to the front of the leg, the shin area, and we talked about the tibialis muscle. So now we've really bulletproofed the hell out of everything below the knee. And what that has done is given us incredible permission to start, to start addressing the knee itself. Now, in another video, I'm going to start talking about knee exercises. Um, so we'll get into the step up, we'll get into full range squats, and we'll get into the ATG split squat. So we're talking about short range movements where we're just barely bending the knee to really strengthen in there, strengthen the joint. But then we're also talking about a full range squat to where we're bending all the way down, getting full range on that knee. Now, a lot of us can't do that. We have a lot of pain there. So we need to kind of give a full video to this topic uh, to make sure we're doing it correctly and carefully so we don't injure ourselves and just drive it um, to where we're hurting ourselves. So that deserves another video. We'll talk about that later. But hopefully this video allowed you to see how working from the ground up and building those shock absorbers, bulletproofing the feet, the ankle, and the lower legs will allow us to start strengthening the rest of the body all the way up. So thank you for watching. Do your backwards walking five minutes a day. Message me about sets and reps for these other exercises and I'm happy to help. So thank you for watching. Bye-bye.